0: Thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on. We can do better than that. He's worthy of our praise. He got us out of a mess many times, many times. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I owe you everything, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Has God been good to you? Amen. God has been so good to me. I'm thankful for his mercy. I'm thankful for his love. I'm thankful for what he's done in my life. I'm thankful for what he's continuing to do in our lives. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Sister Jen, that was wonderful. I know it's about four weeks off, but you'll have me and my wife to support you guys on every bit of outreach. I promise you that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's get right into the word of God, though, if you don't mind. Praise the Lord. It's good to be home. Um, Psalms 107. Verses 1 through 6, I promise not to be lengthy, but thankful for what the Lord has given me. Amen. Psalms 107, verse 1 through 6 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Everybody say he is good. He is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. That's you and me. Why don't we say so? We're redeemed, praise God. We're redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're no longer what we used to be. We're no longer bound by what we used to be bound by. Why? Because we are redeemed by the blood of the land. We're made more than overcomers through him. Thank you, Jesus. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. And gather them out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. Lay your Bibles down with me tonight. God of heaven, I ask you to move in this service. I ask you to speak to my heart, speak to my situation, speak to my mind, speak into my life, speak into my marriage, speak into my family, speak into everything you possibly can, and I'll take it in the name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. Amen. You can be seated, praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, he's waiting on me. He's waiting on me. I'm going to tell a small story here that my father is well aware of. But many times when I was a young boy, we'd be hiking this butte over here. And we'd take off up it, and I'd take off like a banshee, just right up it. And he'd say, son, wait on me. Son, wait. Wait on me. And I wouldn't listen one time. Every time, I'd just take off as fast as I could, and about, I wouldn't say halfway, maybe a third of the way up, he'd pass me, and I'd be just laying out, worn out, breathing hard, sweating, and he wouldn't say, we're right on by. Right on by. Twenty minutes later, I'd make it to the top, and he'd be sitting there. I'd say, oh, you made it. He goes, yeah, I've been waiting on you. Many, many times. I can't even tell you how many times that happened, right? The, the same situation. And I went there with the same mindset every time. I'm going to beat him to the top. I'm going to beat him to the top. I'm going to make it before he gets to the top. I'm going to make it. And every time he would pass me, because at the very beginning he'd say, wait on me. And at the very end, he'd be waiting on me. Does that make sense? How often in our lives God says, wait on me. But we don't wait. And in the end, he's waiting for us. Somebody say, he's waiting on me. Hallelujah. He is waiting on us. Second Peter 3 and 9 reminds us that God is not slack concerning his promises. Isaiah 30 and 18 says, therefore will the Lord wait that he may be gracious unto you. Psalms 37 4 says, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. We have heard it from Genesis to Revelation. We have heard it top to bottom any way possibly it could be preached. We have heard it. And still we find ourselves completely lost, completely wondering, why am I not making it from point A to point B? Day in and day out, 30-year Christians, 40-year Christians, and we still find ourselves in the exact same rut, the exact same trouble, the exact same problem. And God says, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you, Brother Plail. I'm waiting on you, Brother Anthony. I'm waiting, Brother Stacy, Brother Trey. I'm waiting on you. And we sit there and half, half-heartedly, we sarcastic. We, we, we mention back to him, oh, no, no, you said run this race with patience, Lord. You said they that wait upon the Lord i will renew your strength. And he says back, oh, you quote to me something you don't even know nothing about. We've heard it all. And God says, if you knew my word, if you knew that in order to to overcome, you have to have me inside you. He says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I cannot overcome if I don't have him living inside of me. I will stay in the same rut if he continues to live on the outside of my life, praise God. He's waiting on me. In order for the people of Israel to enter the promised land, they had to first leave Egypt. I wonder what we are missing. What's missing in our life? All because we chose to stay in Egypt instead of handle the wilderness. The wilderness can be a very difficult place, a hard place, a struggle, and something we just don't want to face. Sometimes that's the the the, hang on. My lips are dry. Sometimes that's the hardest thing to do is to face the stuff that's right in front of us. It's the hardest thing to do. Sometimes Egypt looks good. Is that right? Egypt wasn't a land of poverty. Egypt was the world referencing, exactly. And we'd be lying if we said the things of the world aren't appealing. We'd be lying to you. Because you know it as well as we know it. The things of the world look great to the flesh and great to the eyes. But the thing is this. You'll never make it to the promised land staying in Egypt. We'll never make it to the promised land if we stay in the world. Praise God. He's waiting on me. He's waiting on me, praise God. In order for the children of Israel to drink from from the rock, it had to first be smote. In order for a ram to be provided, Isaac had to first climb on the altar. In order for the flood to come, there had to be a man named Noah who was willing to step out from the norm and say, I'll build you the ark, Lord. There had to be somebody who would take their faith into action. There had to be somebody that wouldn't sit back and say, I'll wait for Brother Colin to take care of it. I'll wait for Brother Anthony to knock on that door. I'll wait for Sister Jen to take care. Somebody's got to move because he's waiting on you, praise God. Hallelujah. In order for Joseph to sit on a throne, he had to first endure a pit. In order for Goliath to fall, there had to be a David who wasn't afraid to step out of the shepherd's field and onto the battlefield and face the giant for the first time. God is wanting to tell Palmer Pentecostal Church on a Wednesday night here in March 2019 if we're ever going to overcome If we're ever going to make it from point A to point B, we've got to get out of the road we're walking in, and we've got to make up our minds, come hell or high water, we are going to live it right, walk it right, talk it right, do it right. He's waiting on me. Somebody say, he's waiting on me. Praise God, he's waiting on me. If we're ever going to beat cancer, oh, now we're going to get to where we're really at. Too many people I know in my life actually have cancer right now. I bind cancer in the name of Jesus. We have got to have the overcoming power of the Holy Ghost in our life that when we walk into a room, cancer falls off. When we walk into a room, diabetes stops working. Heart disease stops working. People's problems completely fall away. You say it's not that easy. It's that easy. God is waiting on you. Where is your faith tonight? Where is your faith tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've got to rise above our circumstance. We've got to rise above our problem. Rise above what has been holding us down and holding us back for so long. Who was it that said a grave is just a, a rut is just a grave and the end's kicked out. Brother Bear. Yeah. If we're ever going to get out of that rut, then we've got to change our focus we got to change our mindset. We've got to change our vision. We've got to change everything about us. If everything around us says I'll always be condemned, I'll always be bound, I'll always be addicted, it's time for me to change my surroundings. It's time for me to get new friends. It's time for me to get away from those things that are holding me. He's waiting on me. He's waiting on you, Palmer. He's waiting on us. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If Daniel was ever going to gain favor of the king, he was going to first have to spend a night in the lion's den. If Jonah was ever going to make it to Nineveh, he had to first endure the belly of a whale. If Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were ever going to walk out of the fire, they had to first make up their minds, they are not going to bow to the things of this world any longer. I wonder what would happen in Palmer in 2019 if 150, 200 people made up their mind, I'm no longer going to bow to the world, I'm no longer going to bow to addictions, I'm no longer going to bow to the things that have held me down, I'm going to walk out of this fire, whether it's with you or without you. he's waiting on me he's waiting on me praise God hallelujah hallelujah thank you Jesus I wonder what would break out on a Wednesday night on Bailey Hill in Palmer Alaska if somebody would just make up in your mind there's something that has been holding you know what has been holding you back you know it praise God I'm not here to point out nobody. I'm not here to act like that. No. I'm telling you right now in your own heart to self-examine yourself. Because God is wanting to take us to a new level. God is wanting to bring us to places He has desired for us to show up at for so long. And that is not going to happen the longer I hold on to that grain of sand. The longer I hold on to what has kept me held, held down for years. He's been waiting on me. It's about time I get out of the passenger seat and start walking, and start moving, and start making things happen. Hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If Naaman was ever going to be healed of leprosy, he had to first make a trip to the Jordan River. He had to first take a dip seven times even in the water. I wonder what kind of deliverance awaits in the house tonight. I wonder what kind of deliverance waits in here tonight. I wonder what kind of overcoming power is in the house right now. I wonder what kind of addictions can be left at an altar to never be picked up again. I wonder what problems can be completely walked away from on a Wednesday night when somebody just makes up in your mind, I want to leave changed. I I don't want him waiting on me no more. I want to be right where he wants me to be in the name of Jesus. I wonder what would break out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, you may think that the ball is in God's court, but really it's in your hands. God has already given us that. He has equipped us with everything we need. He has equipped us with faith. He has equipped us with a pastor, with desire. And he has told us, what are you going to do with it, Brother Colin? What are you going to do with it, Palmer? I'm waiting on you. He says, get out of your seat. He says, get out of the, get out of the mess and the routine and the rut you've been in. <laughs> Finally, make up in your mind the balls in your hands to do something with. I'm not going to let him and make him wait on me anymore. If the 5,000 were ever going to be fed, there had to be first a young, young little boy that say, I don't have a lot, but you can have what I've got. If the lame man beside the gate was ever going to get up and walk, there had to be a Peter that said, silver and gold, have I none, but such as I have. I'm going to put it in your hands. I'm going to put it in your life. Do with it as you want. I wonder what would happen in Palmer if they started giving of God's heart of his name every time they meet somebody in the store everybody they meet at work at Walmart, at school I wonder what would happen we start sharing him I wonder what would happen I don't think Peter was lying when he said silver and gold have I none I don't think he was lying because I think if he'd have had it he'd have given to him because the Bible says give it to him to ask I'm sure he wouldn't have denied that but he didn't have it I think that was planned by God all along Because he did have something. He had a key to a kingdom. He had something that that lame man needed all along. And it's amazing how God will let you sit lame. He will let you sit by hurt, sit by suffering, sitting in your mess, sitting in your in your, in your your distractions. Why? Because He's waiting for the right moment. He's waiting for the right time. He's got your deliverance at hand. He's given the keys to Peter. He's given the keys to Brother Anthony. He's given the keys to Brother Plale. He's given the keys to somebody in Palmer. And what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to give what we have. We're supposed to give what we have. There's a revival there's a sea of people waiting hallelujah hallelujah if that sea of people is ever going to hear what is happening in Palmer we've got to stop making him wait on us and we've got to get out there and do what he's told us to do hallelujah praise God praise God there's going to have to be some Peters from within there's going to have to be some Stacy holes that, that rise up from within There's going to have to be some Marshall Carlisle's. There's going to have to be some Dave Needhams. There's going to have to be some Brother Kins. There's going to have to be some people in Palmer that make up their mind for themselves. I'm going to work for the kingdom. I'm going to do something if no one else does it. I'm going to go past out tracks. I'm going to tell my neighbor that Jesus loves them. I'm going to do something for the kingdom. Why? Because he's been waiting on me for so long. He's been waiting on you. He's been waiting on you. Somebody say he's waiting. He's waiting. He's waiting. Hallelujah. 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 If we're ever going to rebuild a bigger facility than this one and let it, watch it pack out and watch people get filled by the hundreds, by the thousands, they're out there. They're out there. They are there. Praise God. We've got to let God do the work through us. Praise God. No longer will he be waiting on me. I'm going to make up my mind today on a Wednesday night that I'm going to talk to whoever I can. I'm going to reach whoever I can. I'm going to walk through the stores. If I have to look embarrassed, I'll look embarrassed. If people have to kick me out, kick me out. If you have to make fun of me, make fun of me. But somebody's going to make it to heaven. Somebody's going to make it to heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Let's clap our hands today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.